0: We're losing! Teamwork, guys. More teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, it's on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? It's on old-time hockey. You're
1: ruining it! And now, Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast.
0: Here's Arden Caleb.
1: Yes, it's Between the Stammers. It's March 28th. We're recording this on a Thursday night. Usually we do it on a Wednesday night lot of changes for this podcast as we're sans caleb kirby today uh, apparently he ate something bad i don't know it's food poisoning <laughs> he's sick he's he hasn't been at work for the last couple of days so he said that uh, i would have to do between the stammers by myself also note that this between the stammers is back being recorded in the between the stammers studio a the same studio the last time i recorded here I spilt Heineken beer all over the board. Yeah, and there was sizzling sounds and I s- yelled a whole bunch of profanities and we had to stop the recording and go to between the Stamios uh between the Stammer's Studio B and finish it off. So hopefully everything is like doing all right. I I did do one test run and it seemed fine but uh, it's my headphones are a little bit wonky I'm listening here and it's uh, it's it's not the best setup anymore I'm a little sad by that but I have no one to blame but myself it's what happens when uh between the stammers is sponsored by Heineken. Uh things bad things happen. Uh so the big news in Canuckland right now, Quinn Hughes has arrived. Yeah, he made his NHL debut. The Canucks are playing the LA Kings as we speak. It's the second intermission now. Quinn Hughes has his first point in the NHL. Just a fantastic uh skilled Defenseman? No, I can't even say defenseman because this is just a skilled move by any hockey player. He went behind the net, did this little Gretzky move off the back of the net and uh, passed it to himself around Trevor Lewis, who's no spring chicken. And he made him look foolish, little how she do on Trevor Lewis. And he uh, put it in front uh, and Brock Besser was able to uh, score a really nice goal. So it was uh, pretty awesome to see Quinn Hughes play. Uh, at one point during the broadcast, uh, John Shorthouse was like, Hughes, to Patterson, to Besser. And I may have orgasmed a little bit <laughs> hearing that. Yeah, yeah, it's true.
0: Here's the Lysol wipes for
1: you. <laughs> and that voice you hear right now is the guy who is taking over for Caleb Kirby, at least for this podcast. Uh, he's first and foremost, a great friend of mine. Uh, I used to work with him at CFAX 1070 in Victoria. He's the host of the Afternoon Drive. I can't tell you how excited I am. I've been trying to get him on this podcast uh, before, and it just didn't quite work out. So we're uh, we're really lucky here between the stammers to have uh, Mark Brené fill in for uh, Caleb Kirby. Uh, and Mark's going to tell you a lot about his career because he's he's been in the business for a really long time. Not to date you. Mark, I'm not
0: going to say crap about my career.
1: But how long have you been in the media biz?
0: Oh, my goodness. 30-something 30, 30 years. 35, 34? Something like that. 35,
1: 34. And this guy was a sports reporter for the Canadian press. Correct. Huge. You also were a beat reporter for- Covering the Ottawa Senators, yeah, yeah, during were. their heyday, during their <laughs> there heyday, such a <laughs>
0: during their yashin dig heyday. If there is, where's Randy
1: Cunningsworth
0: when we need
1: him? If there is such a thing as a heyday for the Ottawa Senators, right? It
0: was well, they they did have a heyday. There was a time when they were battling. They they won a couple. Of, you'll you'll like this, mm-hmm. a couple of Presidents Cups in a row, just like Vancouver,
1: right? That's right. So that and was during the time.
0: They could never, you know cash it in for a Stanley Cup?
1: Yeah, and that was during the time there was Danny Heatley, Daniel Alfredson, Jason Spezza, right? Let
0: me tell you my favorite Danny Heatley story right off the bat. This is great. Right off the bat. He's got got it. Okay, so I just moved out here to Victoria. No,
1: when the hell? I was in
0: Toronto. Moved to Toronto. Anyway, back in the market, if you know Ottawa, where all the bars are, uh, it's called the market in Ottawa. And it was spring. It was like a little bit of snow, a little bit of slush. I guess the playoffs were just starting. And I'm walking past this bar and I look down on my feet. There's a Danny Heatley shirt. I think I told you this story. The Danny Heatley jersey right there on the ground. And people have walked all over. it. I'm going, what are you doing? Like, this is this, that's 150 buck jersey. No. People, somebody put it down there. So upset with Danny Heatley, how, how he sucked for the senators after he left the thrashers. That people, somebody put it down there, please walk on this jersey kind of thing. So, because I hate them that much. And like, what the? What's going on in Ottawa?
1: My Danny Healy. Oh, man. That's a good story. <laughs> I thought maybe we would see that in Atlanta, the way he left that. Well, that place, was a tragic right?
0: thing. We don't want to go yeah, there. That, yeah. What happened there was very tragic.
1: Yeah. So that wasn't, yeah, okay. Uh, that's a good Danny Healy story, though. Uh, well, yeah. not the best story I've got,
0: but I remember that very, uh, very like yesterday Ooh. there's a jersey on the ground who leaves a jersey that's 150 bucks it's expensive it says heatley on the back what was his number 15 i can't recall. yeah 15, 15 15 yeah and basically inviting people and there's footsteps everywhere people walked out of their way to step on danny heatley's jersey that <laughs> night so there's a little alleyway between a bar a couple of bars in ottawa in the market
1: he had some good seasons in ottawa though yeah, right
0: he did he did yeah yeah absolutely yeah. he did not quite the savior they expected, no. which is fine.
1: I he, get that. And it, He had a good career. His Yeah, he had a good career. He was part of Team Canada, too, did once. He win a,
0: did, he win, did he win a medal?
1: I don't know if he won. Was he part of the 2010 gold medal? I don't think he oh, was part no, of that team. He wasn't team. here no. in Vancouver, no. No, I... No. I think he was no. part of, like, World Cup winning team. I th- I Maybe he wasn't so. part of the Olympics. He Maybe that's right. He might have been right. at the World Championship. Yeah, I think yeah, he was level. part of the World Championship yeah, which team. is very...
0: Good good hockey player, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh, he had a tough time in Atlanta. I he did, ha- well, he
1: had to move on But he that. had, a bi-
0: at the time, a big contract in Ottawa. Yeah. And it didn't work out. So he was the whipping boy.
1: Yeah. Oh, we got a lot more stories coming from Mark Brené, I promise you. I, like, this is why we're here. This is why he's here to tell some of these awesome stories uh, during his time as a Canadian press reporter. You got Heineken. We also have Heineken, which (laughs) I'm going to try really hard not to spill all over (laughs) the Between the Stammers Studio A. Uh, But let's, and we're not going to talk as much Canucks as we usually do on this podcast because. You should a. talk Canucks. Well, we don't have Caleb Kirby here. No, he knows
0: his Canucks better than I do, and and, and well, I'm not sure better than you do. You know yeah. your Canucks. But yeah. if I was a Canucks fan, I'd be so excited right now. Yeah, this is
1: what I want to hear from you. So you're in this market. You're in Victoria. Uh, this is B.C. This is a Can- this is Canuckland. Uh, what are you hearing from the people out there, the people you talk to in the bars, on the air, because you do a sports show in the afternoon on Fridays? The locker
0: room. Five to six, the locker room. Yeah, good
1: flag. Good flag, good flag. AM radio. (laughs) Uh, I'm just wondering what you hear uh, with your nose to the ground, the feeling around the Vancouver Canucks right now.
0: I feel a little bit of optimism, but I feel this, this... Energy that's so negative. There's this feeling that, oh gosh, we're gonna get Dale Talon again, and instead of Gilbert Perrault. it's like those days are over. Dale and Talon, celebrate, celebrate what you've got. You've got you've got Demko and Nets. You've got Pedersen. You got Bo. You got Quinn. You got Hugh.
1: Quinn Hughes, who we're just seeing tonight. Yeah,
0: I find there's this, and we've talked about this before at the Belleville. You know this. There's this. As an Expos fan, growing up in Montreal, Art, you know this. I've told you this. There is this nagging feeling that if something's going to go wrong, the stadium's going to collapse, there's going to be a strike. Uh, I don't know. Something terrible's going to happen and ruin the season. There's this impending doom, I find, among Canucks fans who go, oh, yeah, we got a good team and we'll be okay, but what's going to go wrong next? Stop feeling so negative.
1: Just let it go. Another year, two, you guys are going to be right in the mix. That's really nice of you to say. And in theory, yes. But you have to understand that Canucks fans are just, we're a different breed. We are conditioned to expect the worst. And I understand that as an Expos fan, but you got to <laughs> move fast
0: and past that and just realize that the future looks bright. Enjoy it for what it is.
1: Mark, Mark's from out east. He, he sees us uh, from a different perspective. And I like that.
0: The Canucks didn't register out east. Yeah. Because out east, it's all about the Habs. It's about the Leafs. Oh, we're aware. (laughs) Of course you are. (laughs) Bruins, the big teams, the Flyers, for God's sakes, would get more attention in Ottawa or Toronto than Vancouver. Now you get the Sedins, and you you understand how good they are, and that's sprinkled in.
1: I thought Naslin, Bertuzzi, that era, it got a little bit of love out there, right? A little bit. A little bit. But there's always this sort of thought, well, they can't do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, but they will do it. If you're a Canucks fan, put your ear to the radio right now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Say it softly, my friend. As easily as I'm telling you that the Expos will return to Montreal in the next six, seven years, you guys are going to be in a Stanley Cup final at some point in the next five or six years. My little thought. That's my little creskin in my stomach. <sighs> That's bold,
1: man. That's it's bold. It's bold, but I hope it's true. You deserve it. And the reason why Canucks fans, though, we just aren't that patient, if the Canucks lose this game against the LA Kings, that'll be 200 losses in the last four seasons. That's a record, huh? Well, I don't know if it's a record, but it's the most losses by any NHL team during that stretch of time. I don't have
0: my abacus, but that's 50 losses a year on average. It's not good. That's not good. It's
1: not good. So... When you when you look at the Canuck fans and they're not really that patient, that's that's kind of the reason they're yeah, during that. this rebuild but anyway.
0: that was then. This is now. Yeah. Look at what you've got. Yeah. Enjoy it. Nurture it. Blue Jays fan. I'm a Jays fan. Yeah. I'm looking at Bichette. I'm looking at Guerrero Jr. Looking that's... at uh, uh, Reed Foley. Nice some baseball talk on exactly. between the Stammer. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. They lost today, okay, against Detroit. 2 nothing.
1: Opening after. day in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm okay with that. Toronto's going to lose probably 95 games this season, maybe 100 games. I'm okay with that. The future looks bright.
1: Okay. Uh, Not
0: as bright as it does for the Canucks.
1: Here's, here's just a little bit of a, just, and you don't have to get really into specifically about each team or anything. I'm just wondering, of all the Canadian teams right now, which team are you most positive about? And there's a lot of skill on every team right now. I'm kind of thinking Winnipeg, but I'm kind of thinking Calgary. Yeah, Cal- they're both very good. Yeah, You're it's right. A,
0: A, and B, or A yeah. one and A two.
1: Yeah, and I think Canucks are starting to curate some of this young talent here, and hopefully they see we see something. I got to go to the we Google. We need it.
0: Curate one second. Let me go to the Google. I like it. <laughs> I like it.
1: Yeah. I hope that you know some of these some of these uh, young players uh, really pan out. Like we're seeing Patterson he's clearly is it
0: peterson is it peterson he says it's peterson
1: yeah with this discussion's been. we've had. had
0: this on the locker room yeah in the locker room in the car commercial for was it audi yeah audi audi
1: yeah uh he he says peterson yeah so here's the thing Which about brings that brings up
0: bad remembrances for for uh, canucks yeah. fans right so
1: <laughs> peterson every other player that has that name in sweden yeah. It's Patterson. Well, two T's and two S's. Yeah, it's Patterson. To me, it's Patterson. So he was well, asked, he's a 19-year-old, and yeah. he was asked, what do you think the uh, the translation would be to English? Yeah. He's like P-D- P- Peterson. Just call him Petey. Alias Ali- Peterson. Yeah, we all call him Petey. Just call him EP, yeah. like yeah. the old
0: days of records.
1: Yeah, or we're calling him God right now. Well, what we're you him. Don't, I don't blame <laughs> you.
0: He slowed down a bit. He had that great. He just start. hasn't played. He just hasn't played a full is season he, like Here's this. a question to yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Here's a question to the host, Mr. Aronson. Thank you. Um, is he still Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I think he's still Rookie of the Year. I know that goaltender in St. Louis is getting a lot of talk, but. Mike Leute? Uh <laughs> 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 He played for the Washington Capitals too, didn't he? He uh, played for a lot of teams. Yeah, Mike Liotte. Yeah, I remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he. Uh, uh, Bingington, I think his name is. Yeah uh he he uh he's had a great run here, and St. Louis has had a really good run, but when you only start like 25 games, you can't really can't, are you going to give it over give it to a, give it to him over the kid that's about to start you know 70 plus games? Yeah, I don't I, I get that. yeah and, and you know I'm a little biased here. I just think that he's changed the fortunes for this franchise well he's
0: he's the kind of guy Dick Irvin once said, great broadcaster for the Montreal Canadians. That he saw Lafleur, he saw as a kid because his dad was coaching the Leafs and then the Habs. Yeah. He saw Maurice Richard, and he thought, I'm not talking best player, but the guy that would raise your bum from the seat, make you stand up and cheer, right? Was Lafleur, and I'm not saying Pederson is Lafleur, but I watch. Canucks games, yeah. and I see this guy wheel with the puck. and yeah. I just want to stand up for my bar stool and just applaud this guy. He, this guy is worth the price of admission. Yeah,
1: he's uh, the last time I felt like this was Pavel Bure, right? Yes, I've said that. Good comparison. Yeah, good comparison. So he's a he's a get out of your seat type uh, yeah. type player.
0: Pay for the whole seat, only use a quarter.
1: That's right. And and I'll okay. So and and I've said this on this podcast before. My earliest memories of hockey are Jim Houston going. The Russian rocket winds up at center on AM radio 980. That's what we used to have. The Canucks, CKNW, yeah, CKNW 980. Uh, Dan Russell used to do the afternoon shows or the evening shows. After that, and I would listen till I was like, you know, until it was like eleven o'clock at night. And this is me as like a, you know, an eight, seven, eight year old. Right, and And I'm supposed to be new to hockey at that point. Oh, new to hockey. I should have. I should. I should have been in bed. Uh, you're sleeping, but I'd be listening to the radio with my headphones on. Oh yeah, you know, so my parents couldn't hear it. I had the same thing in transistor. Montreal. I had the
0: transistor radio under the um under the pillow, listening to uh, Dave uh, Van Horn and Duke Snyder with the Expos and uh, and Dick Irvin on the radio.
1: With the I hands. love it, and I feel like we're missing that Skating nowadays. From right, right to left on your radio dial, I love it. I feel like that's missing right now because everybody totally wants to missing. watch everything.
0: Everybody, the broadcasters today want to be uh, upstairs where they keep the peanut butter. I don't know where the peanut butter is kept, <laughs>
1: but it was a nice school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is you and I just I, I just ask I, I tell you my uh, Pavelbury winding up at that sort of thing. Uh, right. It's we're talking 1994. That's mm-hmm. about like my first memories of hockey. There. What are your first hockey memories? My first hockey memory. You're
0: gonna love this. I may have told you this, but it's great um black and white tv a viking tv three channels montreal i'm six five i'm not sure and it's saturday night and there's always this tug of war there's my sister that wants to watch gosh was it the tommy hunter show something on cbc okay and back then the game started at eight okay so i'm five or six i've got one period if i'm lucky if my dad's in a good mood uh, I might be able to stay up for two periods. It's Saturday night. Yeah. So it's it's between CTV, CBC, and uh, Radio Canada, the French CBC. Now, you can always know that Radio Canada is going to have the Habs game on because it's, it's French. But sometimes my dad wanted to watch the Leafs game, which was on English, only because his neighbor came over was a Leafs fan. Anyway, first game that I recall, black and white TV, they're doing the national anthem. And it's old canada they show the flag at maple leaf gardens i go and my brother who's three years two years older says which team are you cheering for i go the one with the leafs my dad hears this i said that because i'm five i don't know I'm four and a half i don't know what i am and i thought that was the canadian thing to say even in, in quebec yeah and he just no you live in a hab's house you are cheering for the canadians and that was that. Period. How well, many
1: Stanley Cups did you witness then, as a oh uh, hat fan?
0: Oh uh, gosh! I actually went to five or six parades. How many did I witness? Maybe ten? What was over th- television? Yeah, including a couple actually at the building. Yeah. I was at the Forum. When they had the riots, when we won, <laughs> we, sorry, when they won, <laughs> and we're in the basement <laughs> of the forum in 93 when the, the last Canadian team to win the cup. And we're told, uh, guys are done your stories. Okay. Don't go outside. Well, what do you mean? Don't go outside. I got to go. I've been working all day. No, don't go outside. And we go outside. Cars have been flipped, and there's fires and stuff. The Habs won. What would have happened if they lost? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, t- tell me the uh, the mayor. He had a saying for the for the Je- parade.
0: Jean Drapeau was the mayor of Montreal. He brought the Olympics to Montreal, and he mistakenly put the Olympic stadium over in the East End, trying to make this the the city grow. And he was he was asked one day. Um, where will where, where will the parade be this year? And his answer was the usual route.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Arrogance, yes.
0: But it's
1: so true. And he said it Back in French, then, right? He said it in this French yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, exact amount.
0: <laughs> Arrogant, I know, but at the time, you have to re- you have to understand. At the time, we're talking the mid-70s. The Habs were a power. They were an absolute power. There was just no one who could, you know, yeah. for four and a half years, no one could touch them.
1: Yeah, not even the Red Wings.
0: Not even the Red Wings. Yeah. You mentioned St. Louis Art earlier about uh, playoff appearances. I was surprised in, uh, on the locker
1: room, 5 nice. to 6
0: on CFAX 1070. A <laughs> uh, question that I asked the other day was, who has, let me ask you this question. Captain. Who has the longest streak of playoff appearances in the National Hockey League right now? It used to be Detroit, so let's wipe that off,
1: but active. Active streak. Well, the Blackhawks didn't make it last year, Mm -mm. so. Not uh, them. Yeah. Is, Is it really the Blues?
0: No, and I'm too many Heinekens in to know the answer, but I'll get back to you. But here's the thing. The Blues are like second or third. Wow. At like 23 or 24 years, which totally shocked me. I'm going to say maybe it's the Bruins now. It is the Bruins.
1: It's the Bruins. It is Boston. And it's
0: probably 24 or 25. I can't recall. Yeah. Sorry about that. I don't have the exact stat. They've been pretty good. I was surprised that St. Louis was in the mix. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. They've been a very steady franchise. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a baseball town. Yeah. Obviously, not a football town anymore.
1: Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They got uh, Quebec Nordique to Montreal Expo. But. Pretty good hockey fans there for Missouri, kind of Midwest United States.
1: Yeah, I have some family in Missouri, actually. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But they've been very successful. They've been very steady. And you could argue, well, every team makes the NHL. No, what is it, 16 out of 30? No. Yeah. Okay, well, they've been in the 16 every yeah. year.
1: So here you are as a hockey fan growing up in a Habs ho- household. Mm-hmm. You also like baseball, obviously. Mm. You're an Expos guy. You want to get into broadcasting. How did that, how did you get into broadcasting? Like, what? where did that start? Wow, that's a great question. I do remember
0: that in my uh, high school yearbook, my little write-up was something about, and his hopes and ambitions are to broadcast exposed games on the radio. I was in grade 12. Nice. So I don't know. I've just been a radio guy all my life. I just grew up with radio all the time. It's always been part of my fabric. It's always been in the morning, the afternoon, in the car, whatever. And I gravitated to sports, so it makes sense, right?
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So what was your first job in radio then? My first experience
0: in radio was going down to Ottawa University and knocking on the door and saying, hey, can I do a show here? Well, you can't do a show, but would you like to come on and talk about something? Yeah, let's talk sports. And uh, it went from there. That's I just, sweet. I just, I just enjoyed it. I think, I, I think everybody enjoys to have their opinion heard yeah. or to be able to express themselves. Yeah. And this is, and as you know, Art, this is before Facebook and Twitter yeah. where everybody can be.
1: Everybody can do that now. Everybody's
0: a reporter yeah. now. Everybody could, well, I needed that for whatever reason. And that was my first. That would have been when I was maybe in grade 13. In Ontario, you had grade 13 back then. Really? So I was in grade thirteen. I was still in school, and I went to Ottawa U, CKCU. Oh,
1: that was the local radio station. That's Carlton. I'm getting it wrong.
0: Okay, but whatever Ottawa's was at the time, I can't recall. And I went in there, and apparently they liked my stuff, and apparently I was okay. I'm sure, it was pretty rough around the edges.
1: So then, how did you get on with Canadian Press?
0: Oh man. <sighs> Yeah,
1: here we go. I'm, I'm, I know I'm oh. fast-forwarding a little bit here. But. Oh,
0: man. Okay, producer at CFRA, CFMO in Ottawa. Big, big radio stations in Ottawa. Big, 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 but behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, then I realized that I had to learn the chops. So I went to Renfrew, small town in Ontario. Renfrew, Ontario. Then I went to, gosh...
1: But that's that's where you learn. That's well, what you right. got to do. That that's
0: where you make your yeah. mistakes. Although I make my mistakes uh, three to six on C, <laughs> C-, C-, C- Fax 10, <laughs> Stephanie.
1: <laughs> no, but
0: I did that, and then a little Toronto, back to Ottawa, and then I just got lucky. And a great guy named Kirk Lapointe was the um, the uh, the bureau chief for Canadian Press, and I got this phone call one day, and it kind of changed my life. It was like, I heard your stuff. Uh, used to be on standard broadcast news which was the, the slate owned company that owned cfrb in in toronto and a whole bunch of other stations including the one that i was working at in ottawa called 54 rock cjsb so i would be uh,
1: i love that you can remember all these call because i i can't i know I, honestly i cannot and
0: they've changed but but yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right but there's a lot of letters involved. Um, and the fact that i'm dyslexic doesn't help no i'm not but, uh so i was covering parliament hill and the senators for c uh for for 54 rock cjsb but also doing national stuff for standard broadcast news well unfortunately for standard broadcast news they folded into broadcast news the radio arm of canadian press and they kept three or four of us and i was very fortunate to be one of the four I don't know why. I guess they saw something in me or I just got lucky. I don't know.
1: So this, because of that, you are able
0: to cover. Yeah. So I freelanced for them. huge. Kirk heard some of my stuff and he called me up and said, I want to give you a full-time job. I'm like, right? (laughs) So I'm there. (laughs) So I ended up covering Parliament Hill for a decade plus and uh, kept covering the Ottawa Senators. I had a streak. This is great. I had a streak that I covered every Ottawa Senators home game for 10 and a half years. I, I would miss some exhibition games. They didn't count. No. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I went there with a broken foot. I went there with the flu. I went there with diarrhea. I was there every bloody night. <laughs> but yeah, so I went through all the hell with Yashin and Dig and Randy Cunnyworth and
1: <laughs> Yashin. Uh, oh, don't be started on Yashin. Yeah, where are you what on a Yashin? prince.
0: <laughs> what a prince.
1: <laughs> He's kind of like. He's doing broadcasting now or something. Is he? Apparently. I, I always looked at him as this kind of like mythical creature. Are he mythical? He's yeah. a creature. Well, just was, because was, it's like he was a mystery. He was a mystery. He was a very talented hockey player. Yeah. Just just a real mystery. Okay, so one night, I have
0: so many Yashin stories. So one night, leaving the Corral Center, now called, what is it, Canadian Tire Center, whatever mm-hmm. it's called mm-hmm. in Ottawa. And this would be 90, mid-90s. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And so it's snowy outside, and I'm waiting for a cab. I guess I didn't drive there that night. I don't recall. And the station wagon pulls up, and it's Yashin's mother, Tatiana.
1: Station wagon. Like Karate wagon. Kid style It's right out of, wagon. what's
0: that show there with the guys <laughs> that smoke all the dope there uh, with the 60s show? Uh the th- admin. Mad Men? No, um, the sh- I can't recall, it, didn't I? Okay. but it's like a, the station wagon that's got the wood on the side of the car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That kind of thing. Okay. The station wagon pulls up and I see it and that's not my cap. Next thing I you know, I see a freshly showered Yashin.
1: What? You said 70 show? Yeah. The 70 show. That 70 show. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, show. That's so like show. that kind yeah, of station yeah. wagon pulls yeah, up okay.
0: and it's Tatiana. Cause I spent, I spent like 10 hours at their house one day when Sportsnet was just starting. At, at I- Yashin's house? Yeah, at Yashin's house. I love Yashin's this. parents' house, but Yashin was living there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's a different story. Anyway, so this station wagon pulls out, and I can see it's dark, but I can see through the window of the Corral Center uh, that there's a station wagon there. Well, that's weird. Well, out pops Carol Alt, <laughs> and she comes in, and she kind of knocks on the glass door, and it's locked. I open it up, and it's Carol Alt, and she's there to collect Yashin to take him back into the car with his father and his mother and they're driving him home like he's a nine-year-old from <laughs> from the victoria arena whatever playing hockey this guy's a multimillionaire, and i was like what the what does they do they take him out on his dates too i have no idea but it was they were it was just very odd nice
1: people it's a good Yashin story. It's a
0: good Yashin story. Nothing bad about him. It's just kind of like, dude, you're making millions of dollars. Like, yeah. take a, I'm taking a cab. Yeah. There's no Uber, but I mean, like, like, why isn't Carol coming up in their BMW picking you up? Yeah. Nope. She's in the car. She's in the station wagon with Tatiana, and
1: I'm not sure the father. So name. you did an interview at the Yashin house, yeah, the family house, which he was staying at. Yeah, in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Which is a suburb of Ottawa. So how old arena. is Yashin
0: at this time? Oh, he's he's a kid. He's gosh, I don't know. He's twenty he's twenty. Yeah. I guess. Okay. In that so, area.
1: I guess those families maybe were just a really close family. No, they're very yeah. close. Yeah. There's
0: there's nothing bad about that, yeah. but you know, that's how it worked. Yeah. And uh, so Sportsnet was just starting up. Yeah. So someone gave them my name. They said, Can you go down there on a day off? And Yashin had just given this big bursary to the National Arts Centre in Ottawa, the NAC, which is a big, I um, think the Royal Theatre here in Victoria.
1: Good tax write-off, Yashin.
0: Well, yeah, maybe. But it was a nice move. And he was he was um, celebrated in the newspapers and the radio and TV. Like, what a nice thing to do for this young guy, this big star. just came in here he's trying to ingratiate himself to the to the city this is capital city of Ottawa this is a place of like almost a million people right yeah so it's a good move well that's why they sent me there let's find out how Yashin ticks well this is way before Mark Gandler becomes his agent I think or at least before I know he comes and way before the holdouts and the fact that he reneged on his contract Mm -hmm. and just like things are good Yashin and Ottawa are like Peas and carrots.
1: Interesting, because that's what I say when I think when I say mythical creature. Like he's yeah. just unknown. So the cameras
0: are there. We're in the NAC. They they let us walk in. It's like two in the afternoon. We're doing this interview. Just want to get some visual. You know, him and I talking. And his English is very broken at this time, and that's fine. He just came over from 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 Russia. Fair enough. And then the plan is let's go back to Canada to your house and we're gonna have a meal we got some borscht and <laughs> we borscht, did nice And the, the parents were great met his brother who ended up playing for the ottawa 67s his uh, uh his brother he was a good hockey player didn't never made it past junior as far as i know but nice guy and uh spent seven eight hours and yeah she was a nice guy wow broken english oh yeah. well Fast forward three or four years, and this guy is like <laughs> giving the middle finger to Ottawa. I'm not going to, I am not going to honor my contract and screw, oh, screw you, NAC. He reneged on the contract. He gave them, I think it was a million dollars. I have to check that. But it was a lot of money. And something happened, and I can't recall the moment, but. A
1: Pavel Burry moment. That's what, what, did Burry do that? Yeah, Burry said he wasn't going to come back and wasn't going to honor his oh, yeah, contract. But, but you don't give money yeah. to to uh, a, a national
0: treasure like right. the National Arts Centre is that needs money. Yeah. Uh, and you... Here you go. And then he took it
1: back. Okay, no, no. Burry never did anything like yeah, that. He canceled but, yeah. the
0: check. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's like, And then he became kind of public enemy number one in well, Ottawa. No kidding. Right? And it got really... Covering the Ottawa Senators art was... It was like covering a car crash. It was so amazing. They drafted a dead player. You got Alex Degg, who says uh, who says something about a bomb on an aircraft way before 9-11, but he still says that. They have to halt the plane,
1: pull him off. Who was the dead player they drafted?
0: Oh, I can't recall. The Ottawa Rough Riders did the same thing, so yeah, I could yeah, be mixing stories. Ottawa was just a oh, crazy sports town. Just insane. It hasn't gotten any better, actually. <laughs> no, it hasn't. <laughs> well, I look at what's going on with the Sens right now, and yeah. I go, oh, man. You know my buddy John? How long has
1: Eugene Melnick owned that team? Too long. Yeah.
0: You know my buddy John, right? Yeah. Like, he's probably moving back to Ottawa, uh, and he's got this great gig set up in Ottawa, and that's great. He's a Sens fan. I feel for him because they are so messed up, They're and pretty it all tragic. goes back to Melnick. This guy is public enemy number one right now. He's the new Yashin.
1: He's the new Deg. Yeah, he's and going on know, public radio and like telling fans. Well, it didn't. Help. They're not actual fans. It didn't and help like that.
0: that they have this outdoor game and in, in uh, on Parliament Hill of all places, like yeah. this historic, important place. Yeah. And minutes before the game, the puck is dropped. He comes out and starts ragging on the fans. Well, they better support us. Really? Yeah. How about you? Better just. Shut up! Yeah. How's that,
1: man? If you look at some of the players they've traded over the last year, like really strong players, but you know, you
0: know better than I would. Because they're thought. too cheap to pay them. Yeah, but they've gotten some good picks back. I hope.
1: Yes, for. but I mean, if you look at the who's who's of players they've traded out over the last little while, like Mark Stone, like uh Eric Carlson, like really uh, strong top-notch no players. Carlson you know right. yeah and you know they didn't want to pay him they weren't going to pay him so yeah, yeah it's, and uh, you, know,
0: well, you know what the worst is yet to come yeah and that's going to come in June
1: Matt Duchesne another name, yeah
0: know. that Duchesne trade yeah. and Arizona is going to oh, sorry Colorado is going to go up and say with the number one pick <laughs> yeah we pick Mr. Hughes oh man. I hope it doesn't happen but it probably will and that's going to be another it's just another Ottawa thing yeah. it's going to be another Ottawa fan fans are going oh jeez here we go again does it ever get better?
1: No, I guess not for Ottawa fans. Here we are feeling sorry for ourselves in Vancouver. It's a little worse than Well, there, you know Ottawa. what?
0: If you ever do, think about the Ottawa fans. And they have a very same, a similar trajectory in the sense, like I said earlier, uh, a couple of President's Trophies. They were really cleaning up. They couldn't beat the Leafs. You guys couldn't beat who? Colorado. Colorado Detroit, Detroit. Boston. Boston. Right? You name You name so the there's Chicago. A similar, there's a similar thing there. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I think that they're probably feeling the same sort of imp- impotence that Canucks fans sometimes impotence. feel. That's, and I'm here to tell you, to put it. I am your radio Viagra. Don't feel <laughs> impotent. You guys are gonna be great. You got Demko. You got Pedersen, Peterson, Petey, whatever you wanted to call himself. Yeah. You got Bo. You got Quinton. Rock. Like you're good. I will trade you. I will trade you right now. A BC boy. I will trade you my goaltender yeah. for all those guys. If you take it, you're
1: insane. You Carey Price, I yeah. I will yeah, I'll trade you Carey Price, and I have nothing <laughs> against Carey Price. Uh, did you ever get a chance to cover the Montreal Canadiens? Obviously, when they came to Ottawa. Yeah, when played. they came
0: to Ottawa, I covered a few games in Montreal. Yeah. One of my biggest thrills was That, covering- that must have
1: been a dream come true. Yeah, uh,
0: yes, yes. Yes, but you kind of keep it separate, like
1: you're in the yeah. press box. I know, I know, you, I know what you mean. You don't you need, cheer yeah. in the press box. Yeah. That's a rule. Yeah. That's a rule. Yeah. Oh,
0: I heard this on the, on the fan the other day. Five ninety Toronto. Sports. I feel
1: night. like I've broken that rule once or twice.
0: No, but. never break that rule. Apparently, yeah. Berkey did the other night. Mm. But I'll give him this one. It was the uh, the Women's Cup, okay. the Adrian Car- Clarkson Cup. Yeah. It was against it was Calgary Inferno against the like, Le Canadiens de Montreal. Yeah. So the women's teams apparently according to Jeff Baker, on the on the fan, he was cheering in the press box. Wow. But he's Berkey. He's Berkey. Who's going to go up he to Berkey and it. say... I love him that.
1: on the radio, by the, or I love him on TV.
0: I think he's the next Don Cherry. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I don't agree with his stance on most things. He's tr- to the point, I'm though. I'm not a truculence yeah. guy, yeah. which apparently he is, Yeah, but he is entertaining and knowledgeable, Yeah, without a doubt.
1: And he knows the ins and outs of the game, which is... Are you able you to, have those. like,
0: break or... Because I really have to go to the bathroom. All right. Is that okay? Yeah, Can absolutely. I say that on the podcast? You can say it on okay, the podcast. I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom.
1: Mark Brannay, who's had a few heinies. Not too many. All right. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, this is between the stammers. Sans Caleb Kirby. Yeah. He's uh, not feeling that well. Man, what a treat it is to have... A legend in the... A legend? Yeah, sure. I'm not Terry Moore. Ah, uh, whatever, man. You've, you've done a lot of things in... I have,
0: and I'm quite proud, frankly.
1: And quite frankly, I think that's the type of people that I respect the most that have done... Like Terry Moore. Yeah. Uh, Just the people who have done it all, like... Reporting on this level, and this level, and whether it's politics you've or sports or whatever, until it is. you're in Toronto and you've
0: got to somehow make it sound like there's a fire bug in Toronto, a fire bug. Okay, so I'm at six eighty news in Toronto. I like this. All right. So there were a few fires, like a few arsons. One was in the back of a truck bed, like a Ford one fifty or whatever. One was a house, all kind of in the same neighborhood. I'm not going to mention the name, <laughs> but. The morning host really good broadcaster. yep so he's throwing to me saying our Mark Brennner has got the latest on the firebug in Toronto. I got like two fires to link together to this big arsonist, this big pyromaniac that I'm supposed to back up with this big lead. I got nothing Wow so he's setting you up. Oh here. he's totally setting me up. Not, not not, to be mean I'm yeah. sure it was just kind of he was trying to sensationalize it and I got I can't back this up there was a fire <laughs> truck over there like a truck that went on fire the other night and then a street down here in uh, doesn't matter part of Toronto uh, that house is on fire okay so we've got a fire bug now jeepers creepers thank you got for a serial arsonist thank you for letting hanging me out to dry like <laughs> i'm supposed to back that up like
1: i got nothing this is where you're like really vague about it this is where you go you know i spoke with the fire chief and the firefighters and they're like yes it's a little strange that we've had so many fires too. back to back, yeah, to back. <laughs> that's right <laughs> we don't see this very often yeah. is that a serial arsonist we don't want to say that exactly, but you know. But the good thing, Art, the
0: good thing is that where you—that's where you learn to tap dance. Yeah. That's where you learn to be a professional and not hang the guy that hang you out to dry, yeah. uh, and just try to go with it yeah. without deceiving the listener and not being false, fake yeah. news. And I think I did that. But that's a good training ground. That's like a, like a fire story. Yeah. But the better stuff, who's like you know, covering the Hill and covering the NHL and. Doing a talk show and talking to, me, that's the best stuff. Yeah. But that was that was that was interesting and kind of frustrating. But and maybe I made a few mistakes here and there. I'm not sure I did. But it's kind of a training ground. Yeah. If you can tap dance around that, what what I really want to say is, look, you dick. There's no fire bug. Why are you setting me up? Back to you course you can't say that on the no, air you can't Apparently I just did but <laughs> I didn't mention the name yeah and it, don't get right he didn't do it to be mean or yeah. to be a jerk he was just trying to you know get the audience in and get you know bring him in but it's like there's no story here
1: yeah so we talked a little bit about your Alexei Yashin story mm. there you're in these NHL locker rooms man you're getting to meet these like legends like 12-year-old me would be like, this is unbelievable stuff.
0: It's funny how quickly you suspend that, though. Because it becomes work and becomes deadline. And yeah. you realize I've been here at the rink for seven hours. Yeah. Before the game, after the game now, I still have to drive back and file my story.
1: But surely you have a moment where you're like oh, this is like Paul Coffey or, you know, whoever it is, you know? Uh,
0: I have one, one that I felt that way. It was Maurice Roussard's, uh The Rockets Funeral. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: You were covering The Rockets Funeral. I covered
0: The Rockets Funeral. That would have been... T- 97 I'm guessing. And uh, it was so big in Montreal that cell phone service went down, which saved the day for me. This goes back to Yashin. I'll try to make it brief. Oh wow!
1: Everything goes, goes back it to goes Yashin. Back to
0: f- frigging Yashin,
1: dude! I tried to get you an Alexa Yashin jersey. <laughs> well, I don't dislike the guy, but it just <laughs> happens to go back. He's
0: like, he's like uh, Kevin. What's his name there? Kevin Seven Degrees of Separation. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's a spring day in Ottawa, and we're outside the Corral Center, which it was called at the time. And Dan Sege from CBC Sports and I are throwing the baseball around because we're waiting. We're waiting for this. Yashin is in to meet with, I guess, Rod Bryden and the senator's staff and all this stuff, and there's this contract holdout going on. And his agent, Gandler, is there. And we're waiting there from 11 in the morning. It's now 4 in the afternoon. It's a pretty warm day for spring. I end up getting sunstroke. I'll get to back to that in a second. But the point is, they finally immerse. Oh, one thing happened. There's a woman reporter. I know her name. I can picture her right now. I'm not going to name her. She wanted to go inside to take a pee. Been outside the whole time. CBC's there. CTV's there. TSN's there. Sportsnet didn't exist, I don't think. Everybody's there. We're waiting outside. They won't let us in. All we want is like a minute with Yashin and or Gandler. What's happened? Are you going to come back play for the Senators? What's going on with this contract impasse? So I can picture her knocking on the door in the back where we're all standing around, and they wouldn't let her in to go for uh, She had to go to a restaurant in Canada to relieve herself. That's how tight it was. It was like Fort Knox. Like, come on, let, oh, let somebody in to go. Anyway, hours pass. Sun is beating down on us. Finally, Gandler and Yashin emerge. They come to a car. Uh, a driver shows up, and they're ready to go inside. I've lost my shit at this point. I'm like, I've been waiting outside the entire day and enough. No comment? No, you're not even going to comment? And Gandler approaches me. Gandler looks up to me and says, no, no, no comment. No comment. We've been out for five hours waiting for you. You don't have the courtesy. He just looked at me and went into the car. Okay. So now i got to go back to Canadian Press Bureau by Parliament Hill and file this story about nothing. It's a Seinfeld episode. Oh, man. I'm getting halfway there, and I'm feeling really badly. I'm starting to think that there's something wrong with my stomach. Well, what I had was I had food poison. I had a sunstroke. Sunstroke. So I, I left it out, but somewhere in there I got a phone call or two saying, we're sending you to Montreal to cover the Maurice Richard funeral tomorrow. I'll be there. It's too late now to fly you. Do you mind driving there? Montreal from Ottawa, two-hour drive. I'll, I'll drive. I'll drive there tonight. I'm in the shower in my apartment on Bank Street, downtown Ottawa, and it's coming up from both ends. I'm like in bad shape from the sunstroke, but I ponied up I wasn't no yashin I ponied up and I drove to Montreal it took me 4 hours to drive to Montreal I had to stop every 40 minutes and just sleep or try to sleep I was in bad shape I was sweating stayed at the um the delta I think on John F Kennedy uh drive in Montreal left a, a phone check from the the, the main desk wake me up at 5 I didn't even go to sleep I didn't even need the phone call yeah so I go to cover the funeral the next day and thank goodness Cell phone coverage was down. So I'm in front of the Basilica in Montreal as the casket comes out, being carried by all these huge Montreal Canadians, Bellevue. I'd have to do the, the Google on it, but I can't recall at the moment, but there are thousands of people on the street, downtown Montreal, congregating around the church. And they've got hockey sticks with white flags. This is the, the rocket, sign. of course. It's the rocket who passed away. And this is his funeral. And it's, it gave me shivers. So my, we had four or five reporters there, including one inside the basilica, and one inside the church. And my job was to be on the front steps and to report what I saw. And the casket goes by me. And there's Bellevue. And everybody's there. Ziegler, Bowman, um, what's the, Batman, you, you name it. Treczak probably was there. I, everybody's there. Yeah. And I just had goosebumps. Like, and, and I have to tell you, it's kind of embarrassing, but as the casket went by me, I'm maybe five feet away. I, I, I teared up because of the emotion. There were thousands of people on the street watching this and you could hear a pin drop as they took the rocket's casket and they, into the hearse and off they went. And thank God, the cell phone coverage was so... Everybody was on their cell phone. Cell phones were new at that point. Um, so I'm looking for a payphone to file, and I couldn't find one. Meantime, it's coming out of both ends. I'm in trouble here. Oh I still have God. sunstroke. Don't forget that. <laughs> I was going to so say. So I'm really happy that I was I was going to say, are file. you at
1: like, like 35%, 40% right now? I'm probably about 40% through
0: <laughs> adrenaline, but I'm looking for the Depends and uh it was kind of a relief that i i found one phone booth on st catherine or something and i filed a report come back to the office we were working out of the montreal gazette and i went in there i, I just remember going to the montreal gazette office and spending about a half an hour in the bathroom sorry that's gross but um but it was a lot happened that day
1: yeah you know fucking yashin <laughs>
0: It's all about Yashin I love it. how this goes
1: back to Yashin. If we weren't
0: outside, throwing the baseball around for four hours, waiting for Gandler and Yashin to come out, I would have been in Montreal on a plane in a cozy hotel room covering that and doing a great job. Instead, I'm sure you did a great job. In, well, I'm sure it was fine, but instead, I'm looking for Depends. Wow. C'est quoi français? Les départs? I don't know.
1: All right, Mark, you got so many awesome stories. I ha- you have to tell me the story that got you on the map of the national media, and it has to do with the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, the
0: 99.
1: This is maybe my favorite Mark Brené story.
0: It was good. It was good.
1: I have so to set the scene. Okay. So the leak
0: comes that the Wayner is going to retire, and this is going to be his final game in Canada. This is 1999, easy to remember. And his final game is going to be the next night or the, pre, the, the next night after that at, at MSG in New York because he's playing for the Rangers. So uh, Sens are hosting the Rangers. If I recall, it was a 2-2 or a 3-3 tie. I don't believe they had overtime back then. And the Wainer had one assist. He ended up being the first star, which was the right call. place yep. went nuts. So now in the bowels of the Corral Center, there is a huge room, and the seats are set up, the podium's set up, the microphones, the banners. It's a major news conference, and I'm talking 200 journalists. They are from all over North America and, I believe, Europe. It's a big deal.
1: This is the great one.
0: This is a great one he's not saying he's gonna retire but we all know it's happening and why did they set this up if he's not retiring so yeah that was a that was about an 18 hour day and i ended up filing about five or six five or six what am i talking about nine or ten voicers wow 30 pieces of tape every radio station in canada used it well i hope so it's a great press man so the moment you're talking about is so just how it works sometimes when it's a big news conference they, they, they there's a microphone a cordless mic that they pass around to the journalists and you get your chance and question was asked question was asked elusive elusive you know Gretzky's who plays it pretty tightly he it, knows how to handle the media he does nice guy and he, but he's not the greatest soundbite right fair enough uh, question number six or seven whatever and this is on live TV this is on Sportsnet it's on TSN yeah. like it's a big deal and uh, Mike comes to me And I don't know, I just thought, so you're not certain that you're going to retire? No, I'm not. Are you 99% sure? He starts (laughs) laughing. The whole crowd starts laughing. And it was the moment. And that was the headline in the Globe and Mail, the National Post, the Ottawa Citizen, the Montreal Gazette. I'm not sure if that's true that it was all the headline, but it was in so many newspapers it was, but that was the quote that everybody used. And I just thought I was good. I get to work the next day, like the next next day after sleeping, I get a call from the president of Canadian press saying, oh my God, can you come to Toronto and talk to me? Because that was brilliant. They just liked that I represented them well. It was just a lucky question, but it was pretty cool. And and the next day I got a phone call from my buddy, Mark Bunting, he worked at TSN at the time, and his uh, brother-in-law, Ozan, and they were watching it live. And they went, oh, Marky, you nailed it. 99%. Great call. Great call. What made it great was like Gretzky, he saw it. He had a little twinkle in his eye. And he's like, oh, that's a good quote. And everybody knew it. I just got lucky. It was just a little
1: kind of lucky thing. It was kind of funny. But it was a big headline. That's that's my favorite. because, yeah, I, And I've been in these big press conferences before. And you get a little nervous. It doesn't matter how many interviews you've done what's
0: your favorite color Wayne? yeah you don't but i've interviewed him many times before but he doesn't know me from adam of course when not. i've interviewed him many times it's in a scrum there's 50 oh, that's too much scrum's there's different 30 people around but when scrum. you have to
1: talk into a microphone and everybody's why it just feels and it's different. live television yeah right? it just feels different yeah 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 that was so a that, good moment so that's for me that's like well thanks for I remembering love that. that i must have told you that one night uh at the at the pub yeah yeah I, I love that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Mark Brennan is joining us here on Between the Stammers. It's pretty cool, man, that you you're here. You the stammer.
0: Uh, is that what it's called? Between the Stammers?
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't know is if we should... It's not
0: extensions, like
1: the ice, the glass. It's the Stammers? Between the Stammers. stammers? Uh, it, could, it could be for a few things, but I guess I can tell you the, or, the origin of this story. Uh, since you're on this, uh, the yeah. origin of the name of this podcast. Yeah. So... At one point, we were laughing at uh, Justin Trudeau, his press conference, our prime minister. Which the latest one? Where not got, the latest
0: got, one. But he got mad at a protester. <laughs>
1: oh, I heard about that it, one today. It, yeah, for sure. that was that was yeah. not cool. That was not cool. Yeah, and thanks for your donation. He oh, saw that. Yeah, was, oh, come yeah. On, thanks, buddy. Justin. What are you yeah, doing? Oh, man. It's not like you're in enough hot hot water as it is. Yeah. Right now.
0: Yeah, he apologized today, but it's too late.
1: Yeah. yeah. He, I think everybody's kind of made up their mind about old Justin at this point. He's down at the polls, man. Yeah.
0: He's a disappointment. I like Justin.
1: I agree. I'm but with uh, you. He's disappointing me. He's a yashin. He's a yashin. He's a Canadian <laughs> yashin. So the prime minister had, uh, I guess we've kind of got to know him as a personal by, by the time I, we started talking about this podcast and trying to figure it out. Uh, we We were thinking about names for the podcast and I don't know, we were talking about about Prime Minister Trudeau and the way he spoke and when he's not like on his talking points and he's like has to go off the cuff a little bit he stammers a lot so, oh, we're like, what should we call uh, Between the Stammers? Between the Trudos. Between the Trudos. <laughs> <laughs> between the Stammers. That's yeah. what. That's what, that's what uh, I didn't think of that, yeah. but I, I see. I,
0: I'm <laughs> picking up what you're putting down there. Yeah,
1: so at some point it just came out Between the Stammers. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be the West Coast well, jabroni you don't stammer, for a while. And
0: Kirby doesn't stammer, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. It just was funny. We thought it was funny, Between mm. the Stammers. Then we could call it BTS as well. BTS. Yeah, right? It's hey, do you know neighbors? that Randy Bachman moved
0: into our neighborhood? BTO. No. I kid you not. At the Belleville. You know what's now? really funny? He's moved in here. He's got a pl- I'm sure he's got several places, but he's moved in. You and I live in this area. Yeah. Somewhere around us is Randy Bachman right now. Randy Bachman. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
1: maybe uh, That's you'll cool. see him down at the Belleville.
0: Well, Maybe. Well, my buddy, uh, Carl, you've met Carl. He saw him at the Polish Society Club okay. off Oswego. Eating some Normally, no, what happened was there was some, <laughs> well, maybe, but there was some sort of event, and he was there. And, per- well, apparently, he showed me photos. Randy Bachman jumps on stage That's and starts awesome. playing. It's like, what the what? This Randy Bachman. And, and his buddy went up and said, you're Randy Bachman. He said, yes, I am. Uh, thank you for telling me that. And he said, Yeah, I just moved into James Bay. So I'm We're sure We're gonna it, find
1: this guy. <laughs>
0: totally. Right. No, between I'm, the Stammers I'm exclusive. Sure, I'm sure it's probably like he you know, like one of his eight houses, so he's gonna be here once in a while. But I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. I'm gonna get Randy Bachman to cut my my, my lawn. <laughs> what do you think? Do hey, it. Mr. Taking Care of Business. Love that song. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> Love Randy Bachman. Well,
1: this just been fun. Mark?
0: You don't want to hear my uh, my moose story?
1: Okay. All right. We got time for one more story. Got one more story? Oh, yeah. This is not the Mark best. Mark Messier, because we here in Canuckland love Mark Messier. Do you? No. We fucking hate Mark Messier. I thought, I thought, I thought Messier. so. Yeah, you guys
0: were <laughs> disappointed. You caught him. He was kind of like Mark Messier with the beer tap cap off the beer, and it was not fresh anymore. Okay, do
1: you understand why Canuck fans hate Mark Messier? Do you ha- know the story? I don't. Okay, so... He came here, Mike Keenan. Yeah. So this was after 1994, after the heartbreak of 1994. Right. After Keenan. Was Keenan with the the Rangers coach? Keenan was the head coach of the oh, Rangers gee. in 94. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So next thing we know, Mike Keenan is the fucking GM of the Vancouver Canucks.
0: <laughs> How did that happen? I
1: don't know. I have no idea. This is the dark days. Called, or-
0: who owned them? Orca? Uh,
1: that's right when Orca first. Yeah. Like, bought them. Yeah. we like took over for the Griffiths. They were, um, I guess, you know, trying to make a splash a little bit. Right. So, they brought in Mike Heated. Mr. Mustache. Mr. Mustache. Iron Mike. So, I think he thought he was Mike Ditka. <laughs> whatever he was, we didn't fucking like this guy. <laughs> Apparently not. And he, so, what was one of the big things that he did as a GM? Brought in his old captain, Mark Messier. And Mark Messier... Bring in the moose! He got signed to, I think it was a three-year contract. I think it was $24 million for three years. Really? That's eight mil a year back then? Which was humongous.
0: I forget all this stuff. Yeah. Is that right? That is is humongous.
1: And not only that, did Marc Messier come in, he also demanded to have the number 11, 11, even though the number 11 had been... Not tired. officially retired, yeah, but was retired because of Mackey, who had died. Wayne Mackey, Wayne Mackey, yeah. who had passed away. Yeah. so no one, you know.
0: There's another player. I had that question on
1: the locker room on CFAX 1070, <laughs> five to six on
0: Fridays. But there's another one besides Mess who are 11. I can't remember who it is. We'll have to look it up. But
1: but go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think there. Might After one of them 11? Yeah, there yeah. might have been another yeah, there one. Were two. Yeah, two. But it just the way it was done, it was just. And then he de- he also got the C kicked it off Trevor Linden how do you take the C off Trevor Linden's chest there you go yeah did he pull his heart right through like and Trevor the classiest guy in the world you know oh, didn't sure. make a fuss uh, about it's it okay no worries yeah. I'm sure yeah. Trevor went home and went. No, yeah, what the fuck is going on? Like yeah. our team has been invaded by the New York Rangers that broke our hearts in
0: 1994. Oh man, I can see why there's a hatred.
1: There. And then after that, what was Mark Messier's biggest season? 60 points with the Canucks.
0: Yeah, well, like I say, he was past his best before day. Oh, yeah, they call it. Yeah. No,
1: he was. Uh, he was well, I no good. That.
0: I didn't really recognize that, but okay, I get that.
1: Yeah, and there a couple of years ago, uh, someone in the Vancouver Sun wrote an article. And it talked about how the contract of Marc Messier was made. And it was like on a napkin and he was demanding. On all a napkin? The, yeah, a napkin. He was demanding all these things like, okay, I got valet service to and from my penthouse apartment, which I don't own. You have to rent. You have to pay for it. Man. They had the Canuck organization <laughs> paying for this guy's penthouse flat.
0: Should be a professional athlete. Yeah. Right? I would like Heinekens <laughs> by the dozens. So there you go.
1: What's what's your Moose story?
0: Well, it's not going to compare to that. I don't know. If that's, uh, that's, 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 that's Moose is no in one. town. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure who is. He, he might have been playing for Van. I, probably Edmonton. Maybe New York. I lost track. Anyway, when you walk into the visitors' change room, you're covering a team. Depending on how quickly you get there, they're in various uh, levels of unclothing themselves, and they're sweating, and they may have gone on the bikes. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I get there and they're going
1: balls to the breeze.
0: Yeah, well, no, he's not, and this is important. <laughs> he's sitting on his, you know, on his bench, and he's taking off his stuff, and he's sweating, and he's doing his thing. I'm going, well, I'm going to wait for the rest of the the TV guys to come. I'm not going to start asking questions out of respect, because yeah. that's what you do to your your colleagues. Like, I'm not going to start asking. I questions.
1: really wish we had a little more of that. In this local market here, oh, in Victoria. Oh, there's
0: a story. There is uh, there. Little I don't C. understand it.
1: Memorial memories. Yeah, I don't understand. We got a. I won't. We. Oh. Everybody knows who they are. But we almost went there. We got yeah, a guy. Yeah, here. we that? got. No, no, we got a few. TV stations here that are they're, they're, no they're just trying really hard to get a story over the other TV oh, stations I you know I just
0: play fair gosh yeah, I know even though we're there we're all well, there that's, that's, to me that's inexperienced horseshit. Yeah. Anyway, anyway sorry so I'm waiting because two things I'm waiting for my colleagues I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna he's not gonna tell me he shot JFK I'm not this is not I'm not gonna crack the nut here I'm asking him how the bloody game went this is not a big deal like 20th time I've talked to him he doesn't recognize me but whatever fair enough so I wait for that, but I'm also waiting for he him. He doesn't
1: recognize the other bald guy? <laughs>
0: That's right. He doesn't have my pillow. But the thing is, I'm also being polite to him. He just got off the, the ice and maybe off the bike. I don't know, but he's sweating profusely. He's, he's, he's taking off his clothing. So I'm not sure if you've ever done this art, but, you know, there's an awkward Take it off moment. my clothing a few times oh, Of course, yeah. <laughs> but there's an awkward moment where you just want to say something to break the silence. And what I said to him was nice shorts. And what had happened was underneath all his hockey gear, he's wearing these Mickey mouse shorts. They're boxers, which is weird because now they would wear these spandex things, but back then apparently not. So I just thought it was kind of funny. I just, man, my shorts, I didn't mean anything by it. And they're Mickey mouse boxers. Drenched in sweat. You could see everything. I don't care. Whatever. And he stops what he's doing. He stops taking off his socks. And he looks up at me. Don't forget, I'm standing up above him. And he's on the bench. Like in the locker room. And he, he he gives me the messy stare. Looks up at me like... And there's this long pause like... I don't know what to say, but... This is intimidating. Messier is going to kill me because apparently I made fun of his boxers. (laughs) Thank goodness the TSN crew and all the other cameras came in and like, okay, boom. And we got into the interview and I'm done. Off to the next interview. But it was kind of this awkward 20 seconds where he did not seem pleased about my comment about his bloody boxer shorts because he was wearing Mickey Mouse (laughs) boxer shorts. I wasn't commenting. I was just like, I could have said, hey, nice warm day. (laughs) But I just said, nice boxers, nice shorts. No, he didn't like that. He (laughs) gave me the stare. And that was actually kind of cool because... Everybody talks about the
1: Messier stare. Yeah,
0: I got the Messier stare. That's amazing. <laughs> just
1: once, I would like to have the Messier stare. It,
0: it was pretty intimidating. He looked at me. He looked right through me. Like it was like holy shit.
1: <laughs> You'll always remember that about Mark Messier. I do remember that. You know, think about Mark. He's just I can. He's a, can be a really charming guy, but yeah, he can be very intimidating. So
0: stole Wayne Mackey's number eleven. Do we know, know who other right? the eleven is? There's somebody else. I had it on the trivia the other day.
1: There is someone else. And there
0: is, because yeah. you're right. They did retire that, but not completely. Mm-hmm. And then Mess, along with his apartment and his Heineken, where the hell else he wanted in his deal yeah. from Orca, he got the 11. Yeah. And there was another player that also wore the 11 after Way Mackey.
1: We're going to find it. We'll, we'll say it on the next uh, Between the Stammers podcast. Yeah. 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 Mark Brené from CFAX 1070's afternoon drive show where he talks everything on that show. Like yeah. you talk, Did you talk about gnomes this week?
0: You know what? Perkins did. I didn't. <laughs> good. Um, good story. That gnome from <laughs> yeah. some home.
1: Yeah. In the uh, Nanoose. Nanoose. Yeah.
0: The Nanus gnome. It's coming. It's coming back here.
1: No place like gnome yeah, or something totally like that. True. I
0: No, I did a lot of Trump, a lot of Trudeau, bike lanes. Oh, bike lanes. Surprising. Imagine that, right? <laughs> uh, we did oh, all the same you topics. You name it. Whatever's going on in Victoria. We all
1: the to same about. topics for years. Uh, well, Mark and I used to uh,
0: pretty much. I, I miss I, I you, tell, man. I, tell, I miss I, you, Yeah, I, I, I always like, why, tell. What are you doing
1: at that other radio station? Uh, why are you still with us? I always tell everybody that on CFAX 1070 in the afternoon, it was fun because I was part of the afternoon show. I want to say that You've been replaced I've been replaced By Brad Norris Jones Oh no No no, no. I mean like as, as the news guy Even though like I wasn't like Part of the interviews And stuff You'd kick to me And we'd We'd yeah. have a back we'd, I, I felt like I was part Of the afternoon show right. well, And I were, missed that
0: You were a great part Of the, uh, the, the, the locker room Five yeah. to six on Fridays Yeah Because your sports knowledge Is really good Thank you But what do you think of Phil My friend Phil
1: your friend, Phil, I love how you say uh, Mark's friend Phil. He knows his stuff. He sure You've does. you talk to him. You know him. Oh, yeah. Jeepers. Between and two, he really you knows his You guys his know local. more
0: than I... You guys have forgotten more than I know. But mm. the truth is, I'm 54. I've forgotten more than
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, it's... it's, it's uh, and Phil, I think, knows a lot of the... Uh, also a listener to the bts podcast actually so thank you phil if you're listening between to this between the stanchions uh, no, between the stammers, stammers. yeah uh, no just like you know these sports the the, the sports teams around here like it's the seahawks and the canucks of course i know a lot about those teams and he knows a lot about those teams true so, yeah. he's also big on the on the footy He's yeah. a big
0: uh, Liverpool guy.
1: Liverpool guy. Nice. Tottenham is my new team, actually. Why?
0: What's, why? Why?
1: Tottenham? Harry Kane's on that team. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've kind of they've I've adopted them as my team.
0: Why that team? I don't know. Is I just him?
1: got to, yeah, they're good now, too. So and you get just, up on Sunday mornings and watch yeah. Sportsnet. And, yeah. 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 I, I have another friend. Do you too. crack open a Heineken? Or yeah, I should. At you should. 7 a.m. Yeah, that would that's make the, me a real footy fan. That's right?
0: the greatest thing since I moved here to BC seven years ago. Not to say that every time I watch a Blues, Blue Jays game at, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning here that I, open a cra- I crack one open. Of course not. But it's kind of cool to get off work and they're in the seventh inning. Right? Go to the pub. Now it's a big part of the game. I love West Coast sports times. It's the best. I would never leave here totally because agree. of that. 100%. I love Saturday. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Can we date this?
1: Uh, we're doing this on a Thursday. Okay. So not tomorrow, say, but the
0: Saturday. Yeah. Montreal is at home on uh, Hockey Night in Canada at 4. That would be 7 in Ottawa. That's too late. Yeah, it's way too late.
1: Too late for old guys but like us. Or 4,
0: I can go to the Belleville, <laughs> have a few pints, watch this, and then there's a second game. And I, I'm done by 10
1: o'clock. So my Toronto story... I'll say this really quickly because we're way over time here. Uh, I was covering as one of my first uh, internships was out in Toronto. And I was there for Toronto. NHL Home Ice. Toronto. I was out there for uh, NHL Home Ice, Sirius NHL Home Ice, on Sir- or NHL Home Ice on Sirius Satellite Radio. Sirius Radio. radio yeah. Radio. Uh, so... And I was doing, like, updates. Like, the games were on or whatever, and I'd be doing updates every San hour. Jose 6, yeah. Chicago 3. Yeah. Yeah. Back to you, Bill. Exactly. So I uh, – and it was, like, late. Some of those games, those Western Conference games, the Detroit right? or the Canucks game, went to, like – if it went into overtime, it was, like, twelve thirty, one 1 o'clock. And I'm, like, I got to drive all the way out <laughs> to Oakville. I'm in Toronto. <laughs> like, this – like, I did not have to be here the next day, early in the morning. And yeah. I'm just like, this is crazy. Because yeah. I was working, like, split shifts for interns and stuff like that. It was for my internship. It was uh... – yeah. so there. I was like, man, I got to go back to the West Coast. I can't be watching sports like this. You've made the, the right conclusion, Colombo. Yeah, I did.
0: Absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, story about that came up today somehow in the newsroom. I have no idea why. Um... Ottawa. I'm 10. I'm in the backyard sleeping under a tent because I'm 10 and it's kind of cool. It'll nice backyard pool. Expos are playing in San Diego. This would be 78, 77, 78. I'm not sure. They go 21 innings. The game ended like four o'clock in the morning in Ottawa and I listened to the entire thing.
1: That's insane.
0: That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> and that's a great example of when you're in the Eastern time zone because they were playing in San Diego, yep. the Western time zone. That game would have been over here at midnight, right? Yeah. No, or one. It was over like 4.30, something crazy like that. Well,
1: it was like the World Series game last year that started at uh, four and it ended at midnight. Yeah. After it was two games, it was yeah. like, I think it was 18 innings, right? Between the Red Sox and the Dodgers out east, like. Yeah. That's crazy. It's four it's three, four in the morning. That's why I think it's smart that
0: the NHL and baseball have brought it back from eight oh five starts to seven oh five starts. Yeah. Because you know, you wanna have I don't a market. understand
1: those eight oh five starts. Like you people just, was, just don't sleep. Well, it was traditional. Least... Hockey Night in Canada started at eight. But it's not just that. I'm talking football. I'm talking yeah. like I'm talking all the major, all the major sports in the United States, basketball too. Yeah. They have eight oh five start times. They still do? Yeah, they still do. Mm. Yeah, that's prime time. I think they They're doing themselves a disservice because mm-hmm. anybody out
0: east or uh, sorry, out west, yeah. this is now eleven o'clock to begin with. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why moving it back to seven made sense to yeah, me. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Mark Brené, I don't know if you are a social media guy at all. Can we find you anywhere on social media? No, I'm not. Yeah, he's I'm not. I'm a muddite. He's too old. I yeah. No. Well. You can call in if you want to talk to Mark Brené at CFAX 1070, the afternoon drive show, three uh, to six. That's right. There e- it is. Every day. Uh, you can find good me show. at the queue.
0: It's a pretty good show because I've got really good guests. You know what I had on today? A guy that wrote a book on Radiohead? Do you know wrestling?
1: I'm familiar. Who's the I guy?
0: Think. I had him on yesterday. Who's the guy? He's from Winnipeg. And Chris Jericho? No, not... But he had a big seminal match with this guy, with Chris Jericho. Edge? No. Edge, guys?
1: No, Itch? it's... Uh, this, oh, shoot. Oh, this, this is, is bad. Terrible. Caleb Kirby would be like... On yeah, he'd be he would be very upset that I don't know this.
0: Just so you know, folks, I'm not an arrogant dick. It's just that you interview and talk to so many people every day. By the time I leave the office, I have no idea who I talked to. (laughs) Um, but he's from Winnipeg. He's a big deal in Japan. Talked to him yesterday. Omega Man, Omega Man. You know who that is? Yeah. Okay, Omega Man. I had Omega Man yesterday. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Had Jerry D on last week. I love Jerry D. I told Jerry D how to did talk. Did you ask him about Roy Halladay at all? No, we did talk sports. Yeah. And he knew Jean-Paul
1: Perise. Yeah, okay. Do you yeah. know that? Yeah. That's uh, that's the
0: guy that put his stick over his head and almost hit a referee during the Canada 72 uh, summit. Is that Zach Parise's father? Absolutely correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, uncle or father? I yeah, uncle or that. father. Yeah. yeah, I think That father. family, yeah. Yeah, yeah. same family. Yeah. Uh, but he nailed it. I got him that. The funny part was at the end when I was saying, okay, so you're coming to town, right, Jerry? It's Jerry D., for God's sakes. He's pretty. a yeah. f- pretty pretty show. You ever watch this show? Yeah, yeah I like yeah, it. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. And uh, so you're coming to town mid-April, blah, 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 playing at the Royal, whatever the heck it is. And I said, look, when you open up, you got to do this, man. You got to do this. What should I do, Mark? gotta talk about the bike lanes (laughs) so then i caught myself realizing that i'm telling jerry d how to tell a joke yeah and then i realized uh that's not really cool of me so i kind of acknowledge that on the air like i'm telling you how to tell a joke like that's really not cool but he took it well nice guy awesome yeah
1: mark thanks for joining us on between the stammers this week been fun yeah it's been good thanks for your moose stories your alexa yashin this is i'm calling this pod the alexa yashin pod yeah That's what I'm calling it was back to kevin bacon <laughs> kevin
0: bacon six yashin. degrees
1: of alexa yashin <laughs> what a piece of work that guy was nice
0: guy don't get me wrong i'm not saying he's an evil guy but jeepers creepers he's a walking headline
1: yeah he could do nothing that wouldn't attract a headline uh the Vancouver Canucks are winding down their season. They have just 4 games to go. They beat the LA Kings tonight 3 to tonight? 2 in a shootout. Tanner Pearson scoring the shootout. Tonight was a huge success though because Quinn Hughes showed up and he was exactly what we wanted him to be. And like there's a lot of pressure on this kid too. Like I saw polls today uh Vancouver Radio coming out and asking fans is Quinn Hughes going to be the best Canuck defenseman of all time? They're already asking that question. Well,
0: he's surpassed. Well, no, he's no Matthias
1: Olin. <laughs> Matthias Olin uh, passed tonight as well by Alex Edler on most goals of all time by a Vancouver Canuck defenseman. Only at 94, Mark Brené had a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> I know. Uh, sorry.
0: I mean, I respect you Canucks fans. Don't get me wrong, but Art told me that, you know, he had surpassed Matthias Olin when I just walked in here. He had me a, a Heineken. It was great. I said, how many goals? 94. Sorry, 94? Doug,
1: sorry, Doug Harvey <laughs> had that in one
0: season. Hey? Jacques Le Perrier probably had 94. Larry Robinson. I don't know, but 94 seems a little low. Yeah. But fair
1: enough. It is. I'm not, I'm not. On that note, between the Stammers, i will return next week with Caleb Kirby, presumably. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Mark.
0: Ah. Uh, my, my pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, come back next week. Kirby will be here. He has more stats and more knowledge. But I got more stories about Doug Gilmore. I, I didn't get into the Doug Gilmore story. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's for
1: the next one. Yeah. The next time Mark Brené comes on Between the Stammers, we're getting a Doug Gilmore story. <laughs> That's a good one.